This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Aaron out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. He's in! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm JJ Stankovitz, joined by Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. Bill, we are breaking down the Colts' 27-13 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the last time I get to say this. That's the only time you're going to hear about the final score on this podcast. (laughs) Even though the Colts won, hey, a 14-point win. Uh, The Eagles did not play any of their starters. The Colts played their first-team offense for the entire first half first team defense was in there for most of the first half but Bill to me the story of this game we're, we're going one place Anthony Richardson completed six of 17 passes for 78 yards he rushed five times for 38 yards and you might be saying those aren't good numbers uh, the Colts scored on three of their first four possessions because of some of the stuff Anthony Richardson did yes. in this ball game so let's get into it I think the the first thing that we need to talk about, Bill, here is that this is something that we saw on tape from Anthony Richardson in college. We saw it a little bit in that Bills game. Now we saw it Thursday night against the Eagles. He does not get sacked. No. That, so there, there's a sequence of plays in the second quarter that you and I both watched the, the All-22 before we got on this podcast. And the first one, he, it's second and 11, um, you know, balls on the Eagles' 28-yard line. Yes. And Richardson gets pressured. He's, like, literally in the grasp of an Eagles defender, and he rips the throw to Kylan Granson that winds up falling incomplete. But it wasn't a dangerous throw. Granson was open. He was able to get the ball out with his natural arm strength. It, it was initially called a catch on the field. It got overturned. Regardless, that play, that's a difference of probably a 7-yard loss and a 0-yard net on the play. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. So now you bring up third and 11, and this is the one that like really stood out, Bill. So he gets pressured off the edge, and a linebacker comes right at him, number 57 on the Eagles. He's like squared up with Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. And if you're a linebacker blitzing, and you have a free shot at the quarterback, you you're, probably think... You're looking your chops. Here we go. I'm, a, I'm trying to make this team. I'm about to make a big play that's going to show up on tape. And Anthony Richardson escapes it. He then is able to turn that into a five-yard scramble. So, Bill, the difference there, what, what did we figure out it was? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's about a – for a field goal, it's about a – from a 41 to a 57-yard, yeah. I think, field the, goal. There's a difference in the, in the, the net uh, if you got sacked or he, mm-hmm. he gained his yards of gain. Yeah. The difference in Anthony Richardson not getting sacked on that play and turning it into a five-yard gain was 16 yards of field position – for a field goal. Yes. And a 41-yard field goal is much more likely to go through the uprights, which it did in this game, than a 57-yard field goal. Like, you, you have to feel that as an offense, right? Definitely you have to feel that as an offense. And as an offense, it, it gives you hope knowing that, hey, when there are mistakes out there, not saying this guy is Superman, but he covers up a lot of blemishes. And he can make plays out there and help the offense get in a position to continue a drive or to score points and that's what you want and and for me for that for a young guy to do that he ran he ran up the field got positive yards and just ran out of bounds 
Smart play. That then, was the other part of it, too. Just around about very smart play, like a veteran. Didn't try to force anything. Didn't try to get any extra yards. Didn't try to run over anybody. Because he wasn't going to get the first down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he got out of the bounds. And you know what? They go out there, kick a field goal, get three points out of it. People don't look at that. Oh, he only got three points. Oh, his stat line wasn't that great. But those are big plays. Those are plays that win you football games in the National Football League. And you need plays like that. I asked Michael Pittman Jr. about it after the game, mm-hmm. and Pitt told me, quote, those are the things that we're going to need. Him just being able to do that stuff, we'll get tons of points off of that. Some will be three, and some will be six. Like, so as an offense, like when you go off the field having scored on a drive, even if it's not a touchdown, even if you're facing third and 11, but you get a field goal, for a young quarterback, just like the, the vibes around that are not defeating. They're... I have to imagine, like, everyone always says it's way easier to work on your corrections after a win. It's probably way easier to work on your corrections mid-game after you score. Exactly. As you have a positive plays, a positive series, that was a positive series for the Colts. You go down there and you score points, and that's what you want. And you can build off those things. Yes, there are things that happen that hopefully they can correct uh, those mistakes and, you know, won't have a guy coming free at Anthony Richardson, but... He made something out of nothing, and then also they got points out of it. So you can build off of that. Those are, things, those are learning moments for the offensive line, learning moments for the running backs, quarterbacks, receivers, everybody, that you can learn from these things and build off of it. And then, you know what, maybe next time you get a first down, you could continue to drive and you score a touchdown. But this time you've got points, but it was still positive, and that's what you want. You want to score points when you get down there. This is going to be for the, the stat nerds listening to this, <laughs> uh, and I'm still trying to figure out a way to like fully – uh, make this digestible for everyone, but expected points added is a, a statistic that kind of, it's an advanced stat that takes into account down and distance, situation, um, you know, yardage to the end zone, all these different things, and it spits out a number of, like, how many points you are expected to gain on a given play. And the, dif- the what what you need to know is the difference between taking a sack and attempting a pass is over two points. That's a lot. That is a lot. And the difference between uh, attempting or the difference between taking a sack and s- just scrambling on a play is almost two and a half points. So that's where Anthony Richardson. You don't have those drive killers. No. Like you, sacks are usually drive killers, especially for a young quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Who's still learning how to you know assess coverages and. You get into a third and 15, and like I asked Michael Pittman Jr. this, he's like, yeah, like your playbook just opens up more, even third and 10 to third and 15. You have a completely different menu of plays you can go to. By, and By far, definitely. And, and it makes it a lot more difficult, to, of, of course, to continue to drive when you have, you know, the probability of you getting a first down on third and 15 or third and 10 is not high. Right. But if you're third and four, third and five, okay. Coach, what are you going to call now? You you have a you have a whole plethora of plays that you can call to get us into a position to get a first down. All right, I want to also get into both of the completions that uh, Anthony had to Kylan Granson in this game. The one that I think most fans are going to remember uh, is maybe the best throw Anthony's made throughout training camp and, and the preseason, um, where he so he che- so it's um, uh, second down, I believe, and he checks into. A, yeah, it's second and four in the Eagles 44. And he picks, he sees a blitz, and Shane Steichen gives him the leeway to check and do a different play. Which, okay. I love it. Hey, go out, go out and do it, man. Like, you know, Anthony said after the game, he hasn't had a lot of checks because you're just, you're trying to, you know, line up and play fast in the preseason. Right. 
But in this case, I love that Shane said, hey, if you see this, check into this. Go I, go do I, it, Rook. I, so Give him some ownership. I love right. it. I just so he, love that. So Anthony picks up what's going on. He gets he gets the check in, and he rips a throw to Kylan Granson. I mean, it Granson kind of runs uh, like an up and out toward the sideline, and Richardson layers it above a linebacker who had good depth. He was probably five yards from Evan Hall, who was kind of running out there to the flat. To the flat, the linebacker had good depth. The linebacker in coverage of Granson had he was that number fifty-seven had good coverage. Yes. Um, and Anthony threw that ball on a line with a trajectory that only Kylan Granson could catch it, and Granson hauls it in for a 17-yard gain. Just and a like a like a S-tier level throw, <laughs> right there. <laughs> that was, it was a good throw. It was, it was a good play. I love that. First of all, he had opportunity to check out of it and, and put uh, the guys in a position to make a play, and that's to me that says a lot about Anthony Richardson and his development thus far uh, as we've gone forward through camp and up to now but the play where Kylan runs up the field he breaks it off to like a little corner route small corner route but he breaks it up a little bit higher and the guy that's trailing him is on his back hip kind of and trailing him so he's between Anthony Richardson and Kylan Granson and then Anthony of course there's another defender out there in the flat we talked about covering the back over there and he kind of falls off a little bit but Anthony throws it in a way where the ball's high enough and over the guy defending Kylan Granson, but the guy that's dropping off from the back can't get to it either. And Kylan Granson makes a nice catch. That's he just a really goes good up. Catch. He goes up there and extends to the ball, gets both hands on the ball, and is a good enough athlete to get both feet in bounds as well. So big play. I like it from the beginning to the end uh, with Anthony Richardson taking ownership of the play, changing it and then getting into the play and getting some positive yards. So when you, you go 6 of 17, right, for you to for you to have some success, you need to hit some explosives like that. You need a 17-yarder here. You need the 23-yarder he had to Drew Ogletree. You need plays like that. Um, but th- this other throw he had to Granson, it, it came in the first quarter, and it was just an 8-yard completion. But to me, this, this play was so indicative of the kind of quarterback Anthony Richardson is. So at the snap, he's in the shotgun. Immediately there's pressure off of the right edge. Yeah. So we, when we actually watched the All-22, Michael Pittman Jr. hit a double move on the outside that if there wasn't pressure, Anthony might have been able to hit that throw for yes. like a 60-yard touchdown because the safety was late getting over there. But instead, he feels the pressure, and he steps up in the pocket. Carter O'Donnell clears out his guy, pancakes him. So, you know, so he's stepping up. And I think a lot of people just they see Anthony Richardson and they see what he did at Florida, and you might think, oh, he's going to take off and run there. But there was a linebacker, so that Kylan Granson was kind of between two two defenders, and the linebacker kind of slides over into the running lane. Yes. If Anthony had took off, maybe he jukes the linebacker, maybe he did, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But if he gets tackled, it's probably a four yard gain. Not a bad play. Right. Instead, he keeps his eyes downfield, and he throws low to Granson. Mm-hmm. And with a safety kind of crashing down on Granson, the, really the only spot Anthony could have put that ball where it would have been caught is low. Because if he throws it high, the safety could have got his arm in there, could have punched it out, could have swatted it away. If he throws it low, worst case, it's incomplete. You move on to the next play. Best case, it's complete. And it's an eight-yard gain. So instead of a four-yard scramble, 
where you feel the rush and you drop your eyes and you immediately just take off to go. Anthony felt the rush, kept his eyes downfield, and doubled the yardage he probably would have got on that play. Positive play. Good play. And, and to me, the big things I, I took out of that is he's trying to get the ball to the playmakers in their playmakers' hands. Yes. So they can make some plays out there and, and gain positive yards. And, you know, he's not thinking run first. You know, oh, here's, here's, here's a problem. i got to run first. No, he, he's trying to uh, assess the, the problem. He sees Granson that's open. Um, so he, instead of him running the ball, he throws it to Granson. Oh, there's a defender there. Let me put it where Kylan can only catch it. And if the defender makes a play, the worst is he's going to knock it down. It's going to be incomplete. Kylan makes a nice play. He bends down, bends at the waist, bends at the knees, and he goes down and get it when there's a low ball down by his feet. He catches it. Eight-yard gain, positive gain. So those are the things you like to see in a young player, especially a young quarterback how he's developing, how he's uh, understanding where he needs to put the ball. And it's only, you know, there are going to be times where, you know, the ball might not be in the right place. That's going to happen. That happens to veterans. But he's learning. And I think we all see that. And we're all excited about the things that he can do and the possibility that can, uh, the plays that can happen uh, throughout this year. So I asked Anthony after the game just how he, he balances the, you know, are you going to run or are you going to pass on some mm-hmm. of those plays where you escape the pocket and the pressure, and he said, quote, I always try to keep my eyes downfield unless I see a wide open lane. If there's an opportunity to give somebody the ball, it's their job to get the balls. I just got to deliver it. If I have the opportunity to give them the ball, I'm going to take that over running it myself. But if I see a lane, I'm going to try to take it and get yards for my team. Like, I, we, how, how, quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks come, come to the NFL and they go one, two, scramble, you know. It's it, sometimes it's even if the first read isn't open, <laughs> one scramble. you scramble. Or if you feel the rush at all, you drop your eyes, and now you're not now you're not looking at your receivers anymore, and exactly. you're just you're looking to run. Anthony Richardson does not have that. No, that that right there that gets me so fired up for what he can be, because this this dude has better natural quarterbacking talent and a better natural feel for the position. Than I think a lot of people thought based on if you just if you scouted his box score in this game at Florida, you would say this guy's not accurate. Is he really going to be that good? But you see the things that this is what when the Colts scouted Anthony Richardson, these are the things that they saw and they are translating to the NFL field. He doesn't drop his eyes. He doesn't get sacked. He he turns pressure into positive gains instead of negative plays. He's he can layer and rip throws when he gets you know really on the same page with his guys. Like these are things that you see. Yes, he went six of seventeen, Bill. But you see these. This is how you go six of seventeen and you score three times in the first half. Like the Colts put up seventeen points in the first half. That's <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. The Colts could barely score seventeen points in a lot of their games last year. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like you said, you know, six seventeen. Look at the stat line. Ah. Eh. So it's not that good. You probably think, oh, this guy's, eh, he's okay. He's, he's average. He's not that good. But the, the, the plays that he made out there, the, the plays that are not in the stat line, are huge plays for an offense, are huge plays for a team to keep drives alive and, and score points. You need those type of plays as uh, for a team to be successful throughout the season. It's a long season. There are going to be plays that aren't going to be successful. But these plays that – are successful that you don't see in the stat line are going to make a huge difference for a team. And that's what I like seeing because the, the young man has 
uber talent. And, you know, we've talked about him developing mentally in the National Football League. He's making those strides. He's making those steps right now, making the plays that, you know, veterans are making out, that veterans are not making out there uh, in the National Football League. So I'm very encouraged by what I saw this past game against Philadelphia. You know, it wasn't all perfect. The no. the drive, uh, the last drive where he went back out there after um, Henry Black forced a fumble recovered by uh, Shea Luby. You know, three incomplete passes in a row. Uh, Shane Steichen kind of mentioned after the game, I, you know, wish we had got a little better on that, um, you know, in the two minute. Yeah, that's so, the, that was the one thing that I was hoping to see. That yeah. I think they had the ball with two minutes and 36 seconds left, they, something like that. Yeah, uh, so actually they had two two-minute drives. They had, uh, they had it back um, with, uh, yeah, two and a half minutes to go. Mm-hmm. They got it. Um, and then... Uh, had it back again with about 54 seconds, seconds to yeah, go. Right. I yeah. was the one at 236. So that's the one I wanted to see them, you know, drive down the field, get some plays, and see him in a two-minute situation in an actual game. I know they've worked on it in practice and worked on it in the joint practices and things like that, but wanted to see him do that in in, in an actual game situation. And talked about this on the pregame show uh, about hopefully, you know, he can get a half in. And he did get a half, and they played uh, played a half. So, that was the only thing I would say that I would like to have seen that you know could have been better as far as that uh, two-minute drill. All right, so a couple other quick notes on this game. Uh, Carter O'Donnell, of the aforementioned Carter O'Donnell, he started at right guard uh, with uh, Will Fries out. Last week we saw Arlington Hambright start at right guard, maybe something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Carter O'Donnell's been on the, the practice squad for the last two years. Uh, Canadian dude. Uh, a big big Canadian uh, there shout out to Gardner Minshew Uh, he he completed 9 of 11 passes for 102 yards of the touchdown so in in his 3 preseason games Minshew finishes with an 87.5 completion percentage 281 yards, 2 touchdowns, no picks and a passer rating of 124.1 that's just that's Gardner Minshew, man. That's Gardner Minshew, and, and and you have a consistent backup quarterback that, unfortunately, if he has to go in for a couple of plays, uh, you know, because you know Anthony maybe gets dinged up, has to come out for a play or two for whatever reason, um, you feel comfortable with Gardner going in there and him being able to uh, take the offense down the field or uh, give the offense a positive play on however many plays he's in there for that series couple other uh, quick things here, too. Danny Pinter, unfortunately, uh, sustained yeah. an ankle injury in the third quarter. Yeah, I hate to see that. Yeah. He, he was quickly ruled out. Um, you know, he, he's, he started the game with Ryan Kelly uh, sidelined. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, depth at center now. Maybe it's Wesley French who needs to step up there. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Blake Freeland. Did you see on the the interception Sam Ellinger threw <laughs> how fast he was running? Like, this is a three, six, eight, 300-pound dude. He was running like a gazelle to I, go knock that guy out of bounds. I was shocked. I didn't think he was going to get down there, but he hustled down there. And that, that says a lot about the young man that, hey, look, you know what? I'm going to hustle, play this uh, play out to the end so that I hear the whistle and uh, give the man credit for hustling down the field. He ran a four nine eight forty yard dash at 302 pounds at the NFL Combine. Scary. Uh, yeah. Scary. <laughs> uh, uh, over on defense, you know, it, I think it was about what you would hope to see, uh, you know, for the first team going against the Eagles uh, reserves. Philly rushed 14 times for 27 yards. Zaire Franklin, EJ Speed, uh, Grover Stewart, those guys just, I mean, they, it, it was like it's, it's how it should have looked. Yeah, it should, uh, exactly. 
we'll 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 say that Dallas Flowers and Daryl Baker each had two pass breakups. We did not see Juju Brents and Darius Rush in this game. They were both out uh, with injuries. Good to see DeForest Buckner back though. Yep. He had six pass rushing snaps. He blew up like two of those plays. Yeah. It's just all right. Buck's good. Buck's good. We're ready. He's back. Yep. He's fine uh, out there. But I want to go back to the DBs. I I, I thought Flowers. And uh, Baker played well, uh, two pass breakups. And, you know, what? they've been playing consistent all camp long in, in, the, in uh, the preseason game. So give those two guys a lot of credit for, uh, you know, having a good competition out there with the defensive backs. All right. Bill, the next one of these we do, it's going to be about a real game. Yes. Excited. Ready after for the, it. After the Colts play the Jacksonville Jaguars on September 10th at Lucas Oil Stadium, Bill and I will be back with instant reaction then. Stay locked into us here on the Colts Audio Network between now and the home opener for all your Colts content on the official Colts podcast. Colts Roundtable Live will be back inside football with Rick Venturi. Got a lot of good stuff coming to you over the next couple of weeks. Anyways, that is going to do it for this episode of Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. For Bill Brooks, I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you on September 10th.